Welcome to episode 40 of the Barman and Bevo podcast. We're doing things a little differently tonight. Uh, our schedules were a bit, uh, we did see each other today, but our schedules are a little uh, <laughs> conflicting. So we're, we're trying a remote recording. Mike and I can see each other on um, on uh, FaceTime. Yeah. Mike's down at uh, in East Point at the, the track at the Dick Lane Velodrome. Welcome, Barman. Hey, Bevo. Um, I did go by the shop today, so I saw Mike. We confirmed everything. Obviously, we're going to do some some stuff, uh, the, the stuff we normally do. Plus, uh, we've added a new segment today. Did we get any questions? We got one. Yes. <laughs> I, I take that back. We've got two. Oh, two. I'll share that for share that with you later. Um, all right, so let's dive right in. We've got a lot of content to get through here. Um, as of did did the did Giro start on Friday? Yeah, that, like I mentioned, it probably started on Friday because they do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then the travel day. Travel, rest day, race on Tuesday. Yep. And and they get an extra couple of million dollars from Israel for Israel. having three days instead of two. <laughs> right. All right, so um, let's, let's kind of recap the first six days of the, the Giro. Um, we have a 9.7 kilometer time trial in Jerusalem on Friday. Um, our winner was Tom DeMullen. And um, well, Chris Froome crashed in training. That was, a, it was I have he's crashed during a recon ride. Recon ride about four hours before the actual event, uh, where his front wheel washed out. So he was bloody already when he started. And he actually, I believe he lost 37, 37 seconds. seconds is what I was going to say. Yeah, to Tom DeMullen in the time trial, which is pretty, that's a lot. Yes. Um, Rohan Dennis finished second, two seconds. Two back. seconds off, yep. Um, any other major stories to come out of that first day of the of the Giro? In well, well, now that we're six days in, I thought it was surprising that, um, that, I, I always want to call him Adam Scott, the golfer. Right. But it's actually Adam Yates, who yes. has a twin brother, Simon Yates. And I never know which Yates brother is in a race. So I had to double, I had to double check. Aren't they both um, in it? No, I believe only Simon Yates is in. I know he's Adam... on somebody's fantasy team. <laughs> and somebody went from last to third today. Whoa. I went into last place. I thought I had a pretty good team going, but Michael Woods kind of let me down today. But that's. Um, yeah, Simon Yates ended up actually seventh at only 20 seconds down to DeMullen, which was very impressive. And after watching today's stage with, with, hit, with what he did, uh, is very understandable. All right. So stage two was from, I mean, Haifa to Tel Aviv, 167 kilometers. Uh, I believe this was a relatively flat stage. Um, we have Ella Viviani who wins, wins the stage. Uh, what yep. team is he with? Is He's he with Quick Step. Quick Step. He's with Quick Step. Well, he actually, his last year with Sky was left off the Sky team for the Giro because they had both Garrett Thomas and Mikel Landa. 
Yep. Um, in the Giro, so they went with one less. And actually, they have one less rider this year than they did the year before. So Viviani pro- Viviani's team is built more around him with quick step and not necessarily to bring in a GC contender with them. Um, with his win, um, Rohan Dennis slides into first, with or slides into the pink jersey. Well, he took a time bonus somewhere in the desert, and it was probably mutually agreed that that would be fine. I'm sure Tom DeMullen didn't want to go coast to coast well, that, in the that, pink jersey. Everything that I heard was, yeah, he didn't want to be in pink, and it's... Um, you know, from having listened to us talk about it a little bit over the weekend, plus listening to Lance Cracker's podcast, you know, it's good for BMC. What's it called now? He got so afraid of us that he changed the name of his podcast. The Move. Yeah, he's moving because of Barman and Bebo's coming. He knows it. <laughs> um, he knows it. He can feel it. BMC really wants to be in pink right now so they can shore up a few sponsors and... Yes. And just get some, some advertising for the next couple or as long well, as it's better to say you had a leisure even if you don't win a stage, it's better to say you had a leader jersey for a couple of days than have nothing. Correct. So if it's available, uh, I'd definitely recommend going for it. Is Viviani is he Italian or is he Spanish? Yeah, he's the actually the gold medalist from of uh, uh, the Rio Olympics in the Omnium on the track that Cavendish got third in. Okay. Uh, and he was on Sky for a couple of years, and that didn't work out. Uh, so he has he moved on. He moved on to Quick Step Floors in kind of replacement of Marcel Kittle. Okay. He probably he probably can't win as many stages in the Tour as Kittle could, uh, but obviously winning a couple of stages at the Giro like he did with Stage Two. And I'm letting the cat out of the bag, but he won Stage Three also. Well, we're yeah. As we're moving into Stage Three, it's basically a repeat of day two, uh, except for the setting, Beresheva to Elliot Elot. Uh, desert, it was cool. Desert it was stage? Desert, a lot of brown. Um, uh, reminded me of uh, New Mexico. Okay. Um, I've never been to that part of the world. I probably won't for a long time. But it was uh, pretty interesting to see. So Viviani wins stage three as well. Dennis stays in pink. Dumoulin's back one uh, one second on the pink jersey. Um, they were worried about crosswinds on this day. Was, was it uh, something that affected them? No, it didn't look like didn't look like there was a whole lot of crosswinds. It was a very nervous day because they thought there could be crosswinds. Okay. So it ended up being ended up being a little bit a little bit harder than they anticipated. I think for the for the actual lack of terrain that they were going to race in. So we we go and we have the rest slash travel day, leaving Israel, heading to I believe they went to Sicily, that part of Italy. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Catania to Caltagirone is stage four, uh, two hundred two kilometers. Flat stage, hilly stage. Uh, rather hilly. There was a final climb. And your winner is Tim Wellens. Yeah, the Lotto, Lotto Fixall. Yeah, uh, Mike Woods was second. Uh, they kind of were super patient and waited and waited and waited. Is so it, was there, a, it was a good stage all, are overall. Are there three Lotto teams now? There's Lotto Jumbo with George Bennett and those and those guys. Yeah. Um, is there still Lotto, Lotto Sudal or Sundal or? 
that's who Tim Wellens races for. That's the red oh, and they, white they, team that has changed that has Grateful. Yeah, that has Grateful. So it's okay. it's really and I think well when you think about it, Francois de Jour is the French lottery. Right, but they're not Lotto. They're well, yeah, they're they're French, so they call. But it I thought I thought this was another th- like a third Lotto team. Because I, did, I no, saw the jersey, a, I didn't recognize They got a different, secondary, got a different secondary, secondary sponsor. Okay. Um, Rohan Dennis, still in pink. And I did write down, at this point, Froome is down 21 seconds. He lost another couple of seconds. Well, he would have gained time. The uphill finish. He would have gained time because he was down 37 after day one. At some point, yeah. he would have gained that some of those times. But but what's interesting is as we move into stage five, um, Agrigento to Santa Ninfa, um, 153k. Yeah, 153k. I have after that stage Froome down 55 seconds. Yeah, he there was an uphill finish where he lost. He got gapped and lost some time. Um, winner of that stage from the other Lotto squad, Enrico Batagin. 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 Um, Rohan Dennis, still in pink. Yep. Um, and that brings us to today. Yeah, so today was a big mountain stage. The first real mountain stage. It was, uh, the climb itself was over 20K. 25K is what I read was the final climb. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, Bebo. I'm just, hey. (laughs) <laughs> just just happened to read it a few minutes ago. Uh, so that one is from Kalta Niseta to Etna, or is that Mount Etna? I yeah, believe. Mount Etna. Mm-hmm. Um, Esteban Chavez wins with his teammate yep. directly behind him, Simon Yates. Well, second. Chavez had attacked, and Yates bridged across, and then he let him have the stage. Yeah, I think uh, Yates really wanted to make sure Chavez knew that he was the team leader and that he wasn't gonna. He, it was going to be Yates that was in the pink jersey. Right, so uh, first mountain finish, Yates in pink. And then I think Froome was down even a little bit further. Well, the Pino, Dubulin, George Bennett, uh, Froome were in a group, uh, I believe 26 seconds. 20 or 26 seconds down, uh, which that was the kind of a... It's early in the Giro. They didn't want to use any energy and um like i like i have in my notes uh, yeah, that's what i was gonna get to next yeah Froome and demoulin are kind of on the they aren't really race as race fit as yates and some of the other racers are especially the australians or 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 like an australian team would be so i think they're taking it a little bit easy and kind of going to come into form and for me it looks like demoulin is actually on a juro tour double also with the way his fitness is currently. So so one thing, Saturday on my way down to Dick Lane Velodrome, I was listening to um, Lance's podcast, and he said it looks like Dumoulin has only raced uh, either 12 or 17 days this year. So far. Something really low. Yes. Um, so is Froome. Right. Well, we know we know about Froome. He he raced in. Um, uh, Demoulin has has entered more races, but has crashed out a couple of more times. I pulled a cabin. He, I believe Demoulin crashed out of Tur- uh, Torino Adriatico, and 
either Dubai Tour or Oman, he crashed out also and couldn't finish. So I think I think Dumoulin's actually attempted more races than Froome, but unfortunately, unfortunately for him, the uh, he didn't finish as many as many races. Um, you have Froome looks off. Dumoulin is sim- similar. Simon Yates looks great and prepared. Yes, uh, like he he knows that he's not going for the tour. So right. this is he might go for the Vuelta later, but that's to be decided. And so it looks like he is is he he looks like he's more in form and ready to rock and roll. Um, Rohan Dennis climbed well today. Still lost thirty seconds to Pino and Group needs to be better to be GC contender. Is yeah, he really he, needs to he really needs to step it up and and climb with those guys. Um, especially they weren't necessarily attacking or going after it. The the Dumoulin and Froome group. And Yo- uh, Rohan really needs to stay with those guys. And then you've got uh, to be a GC contender BMC going for the jersey. Do you see them maybe trying to get that jersey back at this point? Or are they kind of... Uh, that's going to be... With two weeks left in, in a couple days, are they kind of really done at this point? Then now like they'd they like to win, they win, a win a stage. Now they really need to win a stage. Um you know, they do have uh, Voltaic Hewer. I believe they have an Italian sponsor this year. Maybe not. Um, I don't know what that blue and white one is at the top of their jersey. I cannot. I forget. I, yeah. I thought they had a, um But I know BMC would probably be going for an Italian sponsor. Team for the right for the right amount of money. Can you repeat that? You dropped off. So BMC looking for a sponsor would probably take an Italian sponsor. And and become an Italian team, switch their nationality out of the U.S. and become a, an Italian team for the right amount of money. Mm, gotcha. Uh, it looks like the blue part is Sophos. Is that Italian? Uh, Sophos making its debut as a secondary sponsor on the collar of their jersey in the back of the bib shorts. Sophos will be the team's official cybersecurity partner in from 2018. Mm. I would think that they're either Greek, Italian, or Spanish. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I agree. I don't know 100%. I mean, just based on linguistically how it sounds. Right. Um, any Anything shocking in the first week of the Giro? Just... How um, what a great job Israel did! Um, they got a uh, they have a pro continental team that uh, that represented themselves in the breakaway on uh, I believe it was Sunday, and uh, just doing a good job. And uh, for me, it's good to see other parts of the world coming on board as far as team cycling teams and and providing riders and and um, being supportive. I wonder if some of it isn't. Israel competing against UAE and Bayron, um, as far as teams go, and showing that they can be competitive in the world also. And so, sometimes politics and sports don't work well, but I think in this instance that it actually is kind of a positive for cycling, anyways. So something something that to go along with this, I believe you said it on episode thirty eight. What would a world look like without Team Sky and Team BMC? Because realistically, those are two things that could happen in the next mm-hmm. 
three months, six months, whatever. <laughs> uh, I say less than 15 days. <laughs> um, but, you know, a team like that, right? you know, it most likely the tour, the tour de France would give it to a, a French team. But you need teams like that to fill events like the Giro, the mm-hmm. Tour of Romandy, the Tour of Yorkshire, True. the Tour of California. You know, yeah. the, you know, you need teams that are close to those areas to necessarily maybe fill out the field. Hey, and and maybe become a contender. You never know. I mean, well, part, you a part couple of stages, reason... maybe carry the, the the leaders jersey or yeah. one of the secondary jerseys, like King of the Mountains or Sprint jersey, whatever. Right. Well, part of the reason soccer is a global sport is because if you're the best Brazilian player, you play in Premier League. If you're the best Nigerian player, you play in Premier League. Right. If you're the best Chinese player, you play in Premier China? League. No, you play in China now. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes. But if you have the ability and you come from another part of the world, and I like to see cycling actually come come like that where – where the world tour teams are like the Premier League, where the best Jap- the best Japanese riders or these riders are all on these teams. Uh, well, let's let's quickly do a preview of stages seven, eight, nine, and ten. Um, tomorrow's stage. You is, like that format I put it in for you? I, well, I've got the cycling. Oh, I only news. went to nine. I've got the cycling news page up, so I, I'm oh. I'm up in my office. I've got the second screen hooked up to the <laughs> computer, so I've got like. A bunch of tabs open with different stuff to talk about. Uh, so tomorrow's stage is stage seven from Piso to Praia Amari. Looks like it's right up the coast, um, uh, the west coast of Italy. Um, relatively flat stage, a couple hills here and there, but like I don't think any of them are category climbs. Right. Um, well, well, after Etna, you usually think it would flatten out for a couple of days. Right. Um. It looks to be a slightly downhill finish. I don't see, unless there's a, the breakaway survives, I, I really don't see um, this being a stage other than a stage for the sprinters. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Barman's eating a sandwich right now for those. <laughs> I can see, are you eating a hot dog? <laughs> I mean, concessions. <laughs> uh, stage eight on uh, Saturday. Oh, boy. Looks like a good one. Uh, so we got leaving from Praia Mar- Maria, or Praia Amar to Monte... Oh, jeez. Monte Virginia de Mercogliano. Yep. Awesome. Our Italian's fantastic. Looks like you got a couple... Have we insulted the whole country yet, or just part of it? The worst part is I'm half Italian. You're half? Big Joe. I'm only one eight. Uh, looks like you got some um, some decent hills uh, early on, and then it looks to be an uphill finish. Um, and the climb looks to be the last fifty k looks to be uphill. Fifty k with a couple like a couple valleys. So oh, okay, three climbs. A small one, another small one, and then a long uphill. It's probably 20K uphill. Cool. Um, so I do like should... the way the Giro intermixes. It's a lot more, more fun to go back. 
instead of doing yeah. three three straight days in the Alps yeah. or wherever. Oh, you know, I, I I mean, I'd like to see it change. Like I'd love to see the tour do every other day, like right. sprint finish, mountain finish, sprint finish, mountain finish, just because it breaks up the monotony and makes it. You know those those long sprint days where it's two hundred k, six hour stage, and you I just, think the geography of France doesn't allow them to do a whole lot of that. Yeah, but they could zigzag it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just going around. Uh, Mike, you don't tell a Frenchman how to run his race. I also don't tell him how to win a war. <laughs> <laughs> so far, we've we've insulted two countries on the podcast. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, like my, last night at the, at, uh, when I was officiating, I was like, I'm more like Don Rickles. I'm an equal opportunity <laughs> insulter. All right. So and the so, kid was like, Who's Don Rickles? Oh, I was no. Like, Google him. Oh, no. <laughs> his birthday was today or yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Would have been How do you his, know that? I saw it on Twitter. Somebody posted it on Twitter. Wow. Good for him. Uh, so Sunday. Mother's Day, you got your mom Mother's Day present, right? Of course. Okay. Stage nine, we have from Pesco Sanita to Gran Sasso d'Italia. Another uh, mountainous stage. It looks like uh, a slow, gradual uphill to the middle of the stage with a, a decent climb. Um, we've got some sort of category, three category climbs on it. The Roccaroso, the Classico. And I don't know if the last one has a name. It looks like the last... Sounds like three different pasta sauces and one eating. <laughs> three, different, three, three different versions of Prego. Uh, looks like most of the last 45K or so is, is all climbing. And it is an uphill finish as well. Wow, they're getting right after it. That looks like... Uh, it's like little climb, little climb, medium climb, long downhill, and then a serious, There's looks like a steep uphill, and then a bunch of jagged, but it keeps going up, up a mountain. Wow. So that, that should be interesting. I think these, these stage eight and stage nine, um, you'll see whether- Very hard days for, the, for um, Michelton and Scott to actually defend. Yeah, I mean, you'll see- whether or not Yates has it or not, mm-hmm. you'll see Froome come into form. You'll see Dumoulin come into form. I think so. And whether or not Rohan Den- Dennis can can compete, stay with, yeah, stay with, and some of the other climbers that are there. Um. After that, Monday's a, a rest day again. Um, right. So each Monday will be a rest day. Yeah, this, just like just like in the tour. Uh, yeah. Stage well. No, well well, no, because they did Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So usually, well, usually there's nine, not the, Monday, nine the first Monday. There's yeah, yeah like, it would be nine days in a tour. All right, so so Tuesday you've got stage ten. Penne, that's an easy one because it's a pasta. It's pasta. <laughs> Penne to Gualdo Todino. Start with an uphill category climb, and then within the first fifty-five k, there's two climbs. Not huge ones, but decent size. Um, it's a bumpy stage with right. a down, looks like somewhat downhill finish, uh, and it's two hundred and fifty. Does that say two fifty five? No, two hundred thirty nine k. That's still a long day. 
But it is oh. after a rest day. True. Um, I, I would suspect by the end of this weekend, we could have a new leader in, in the pink jersey, or we could see another contender kind of um, reveal him himself. True. Uh, oh, you know, Fabio Rue. I mean, we he could... He could, yeah. Do some there, damage here. Well, make up some time from what yeah. he lost in the time trial, the opening time trial in that. Um, you got any other Giro d'Italia news you want to talk about? Well, I think that's, uh, that, that covers, I think we, I think we covered all of the Giro stuff <clears throat> for now. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about the Lance Armstrong article you posted earlier? On my social media? Yeah. Oh, should I put it on Bebo and Pumpa? Farming and Bevo um, podcast. Yeah, I should have shared it as well. I didn't oh, it's share two, it. Either. It's two days. I'm a little confused when I read it because they make it sound like they did like an interview, like a verbal interview. It sounds like his, it was just him talking. Well, it, well, it seems like it was typed because the verbiage is is not verbal. It's actually well written. Right. It's and it's not so, how he talks. That's not how he talks exactly. Yeah. That's what I was kind of getting at. Is it, it seems like they presented him with some questions. Hey, here's the questions. Out. Here's the questions we want to ask you. How would you respond? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wrote and back then an he typed back responses. his he typed back his responses. But the you know those couple the 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 one line I really I really pulled out was was I think we need to stop trying so hard at anti doping by Lance by Lance Crackers. Now that's like a habitual speeder. Like getting getting like his license taken away because he's gotten pulled over for speeding so long, and then going to the going to the state to 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 the to the uh, to the governor of the state and saying, "I just think we need to crack down less on on speeding." I mean, he 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 has zero. He isn't allowed to have an opinion and broadcast it to anyone on that subject. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. I mean, it, he just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you at this point. The, the one thing that I got out of, you know, we did that podcast on Saturday after the after the um, the Kieran, and I was talking to Wayne Whitesides, and it's just like, man, he's such a he's such an asshole, and he's so like you, you want to hate him for what he did, but then like he does the podcasts, you know, and they're they're really well done, right? You know, what's it called again? Well, he still has the forward, but now stages is called the move. And it was to be um, like to talk to like it's referencing the move when you're in the field. And like kind of like what he did to Jan Ulrich on the (laughs) on the the one stage. (laughs) Right. He he explained it. He explained it. The logo is exactly the same. It just says instead of stages, it says the move. It says the the move. So I think we continue on with Stooges. No, we're doing it. <laughs> Stooges is happening. I'm getting my seven yellow t shirts. I thought you got them already. Young in the RV. Um What else you got here? What are we talking cycling wise? Well, I mean, unless you want to more on Lance Crackers. No, I think I think we covered all the cycling that I had. Okay, um, let's, this move, week. let's move on to Atlanta United. Um, so the best goalkeeper that uh, in the United States right now. We'll get to him. 
over, not even starting with him. <laughs> well, I want to. How's a keeper get a red card? <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> I would like to recap the Saturday games first, <laughs> and then get into last night's game. No, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not pushing you too quickly. No, it's that's fine. Uh, so <laughs> Saturday night in Chicago, Atlanta United plays. They come out with a victory, two to one. We get um, Barco. His first goal for the red and black for the five stripes. Um, beautiful pass from, I want to say, Al Marone. And he puts it just under the cross, like off the crossbar underneath, beats the goalie. Stellar goal. And then um, Joseph Martinez stayed on side long enough to get another goal. His seventh of the season. Um... And I'm not sure where I'm trying to pull up the standings, but I don't seem to be able to find them on their website. Let's go to MLS.com. Um, Chicago, if I remember correctly, was like kind of middle of the middle of the pack. Oh, really? They were sitting. They're sitting seventh right now. Um, we're still in first place, which is good. Um, we did play last night against Sporting KC, and we lost two to nothing. Um, all due to our wonderful goaltender Brad Guzan. I thought that's what I already said. You did. Okay. In thirty-third minute, Brad Guzan came out of the box to stop a breakaway and tripped a guy and got a red card. Did he really trip him? Oh yeah, he grabbed his foot. <laughs> he, grabbed his foot. he did one of those side dives to try and stop the ball. But the guy made a move before he dove, and then he grabbed the guy's ankle and pulled him down. Grabbed with his hand. Grabbed with his hand. Well, knocked the guy off of his feet with his hands or his arms, however you want to look at it. Grabbed he, with his hand. He, he tripped him. Wow. That sounds as dirty as the Penguins against the uh, Capitals. So we're we're going to go there? I'm just. <laughs> what did the Penguins are... do to the Capitals? Well, they always play dirty. No, the Capitals always play dirty. No, the Penguins always play dirty. The Capitals just have to retaliate. Remember, no one from the Penguins got suspended in that series. (laughs) Yeah, the guy that that was licking people. That was in the Boston-Tampa series. (laughs) Don't mix up that rat because he wears black and yellow with with any semblance of a Penguin player. With black and gold. (laughs) So Guzan gets a, a red card, and apparently our backup goaltender, I believe, was sent out on loan somewhere. So they had an emergency goalie from the Atlanta United. Well, they know Guzan's so good. Guzan's so good that they don't even keep a backup goalie because they know they know he's going to stop everything. I, I, I was like, where's the other guy? And they're like, I thought I heard him say he was out on loan. I which, believe that. Which is not good. Well, hopefully they can bring him back for, for Sunday's <laughs> game. Because Guzan's, oh, Guzan's not playing in that one now. Is the upper deck open? Uh, or is this in Orlando? Uh, it's in Orlando. Okay. Uh, so the best part was <laughs> there was a play before the, before the red card. Joseph Martinez was 10 yards offside and scored a goal. <laughs> Again. Again. Uh, was he touching the goalkeeper at the time? No, this time he was just inside the 18-yard box when the ball was passed to him. <laughs> or the ball was deflected to him, so he wasn't... Originally it was called a goal, but they reviewed it and overturned it because he was offside. Um, 
on the deflection. But wow. somebody else was offside on the play, too. So, um, just, Atlanta United in first place with 22 points. Uh, get, 10 games played, 7 wins, 2 losses, 1 tie, 23 goals for, 12 against, 4 1 and 1 at home, 3 and 1 on the road. Like Vince Lombardi says, what, you thought we were going to win them all? Get back to think, practice. I didn't think they were going to win them all, but. Hey, you got, I think they put together seven or eight games without losing, which is good. It is good. Um, and I'm very impressed with how the new guys are adjusting and, and adding to, like, I really feel like our midfield and forward strength is better than anybody else's in the league. Right. Um, and, and guys are coming back healthy now, and the team, the team, the team, the game was still somewhat fun to watch. We did almost score a couple goals in that game. Um, even down a player for 66, 67 minutes, whatever it was. Well, Rooney's coming, so we got to be ready. That, so that was going to be my next thing. Apparently, <laughs> Rooney's coming to DC United, who are, I think are atrocious. He'll whip them into shape. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the guy <laughs> that goes to the World Cup and drinks too much, and then his team doesn't perform. Cool. Okay, so Rooney, does he come here or no? He's, he's coming, coming to DC. He's coming to DC United. Is he Six, do you, sixteen million dollars? Does he make the World Cup roster for England? Of course he does. Isn't he the most famous British player they have? Um at this point probably. No. I'm not gonna I I, I would think so, yeah. I'm mean, I would no. guess so. Um, NHL playoffs. We'll go uh, series by series. I had the 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 Winnipeg Nashville game seven up. Winnipeg was up score? three to one. Winnipeg. Oh, who coaches Nashville? Peter Laviolette. Oh, nice. Uh, so unless something's changed in the last thirty minutes. Uh, it looks like Winnipeg's moving on to play Las Vegas. Well, our other competition, PTI, they said that uh, they said Nashville was going to win easily. <laughs> <laughs> Four to one Jets. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. <laughs> the wrong Jets. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have both. Um, both teams from last year's finals are out. Pittsburgh yes. finally lost a series for the first time in two and a half years. What, you thought you were going to win them all? No, I, uh, I was less confident this year than I was last year. I feel like... I know that your demeanor changed on uh, after the Capitals, I think, tied it up 2-2. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 overtime, just, I just it? didn't... The one thing that bothers me about having to play the Capitals every year is eventually you, they're going to beat you, and they did. Um, well, yeah. Well, whenever any two teams, but like the Penguins at this point are eleven and two against the Capitals in the playoffs. Wow, uh, that's by series, not by games. Um, right. You know, it's the first time Ovechkin gets to go to the conference finals, so good for him. Um, I don't think they're getting past Tampa. I think Tampa's a much better team than Washington. Um, unless it's a good like, thing we it's a good thing we've met Ovechkin. You've met Ovechkin. I haven't. 
Oh, you called and, me. You called me when and, you were waiting on him. You got to get it, down here. It, it, it's not Ekimov. It's a uh, it, uh, who's the goalie that pulls the rope in the Sports Center commercial? Varlamov. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they were sitting together. Of course, they're two Russian guys. Um, all right, so Boston loses to Tampa four to one. And Brad Marchand <laughs> at least licked two players in that series. <laughs> Is he suspended? I have a so I, I've got a theory on him, and, and most people don't know who Sean Avery is on this podcast. Do you remember what the Sean Avery rule is? No. Do you remember what Sean Avery did to Martin Brodeur? Yes. Where he got in front of him and he was like facing the goalie yes. in front of him <laughs> and trying to distract him. So they made a rule that you couldn't do that during the playoffs. Yes. Or at any time. So I have a feeling a Brad Marchand rule is coming. <laughs> No licking? You're not allowed to lick an opposing player. Or kiss him? <laughs> I don't... What the hell is wrong with that guy? I don't know. That's really odd. It is really odd. I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> It'd be similar to the kid that uh, that crossed Roswell Road not using the, uh, not using the crosswalk. And right. so... I happen to have the green, uh, green light one car in front of me, and we make the left, and he's, like, cutting between traffic with his headphones on, going, like, two miles an hour like a turtle across the road, and almost gets kaplowed by both of us. It's like, what are you doing, kid? Yeah, that's... It's like if you're down on Buford Highway, that happens all the time. Dude, and... He crossed the wet road. Yeah. I never even saw you. I can't believe I didn't hit you. Um, Tampa moves on to the conference finals. Washington beats Pittsburgh in six. Um, it was announced uh, today. Today was, to, I believe today was clean out day for Pittsburgh. Um, GM Jim Rutherford said they will make minor changes. There will not be like a major move made. And he hinted that both Phil Kessel and Derek Broussard were playing through injuries but it was nothing that's going to require surgery because those two guys just disappeared. Right. Um, Las Vegas. Maybe, maybe, maybe they can get some of the Vegas, uh, the Vegas Knights or whatever back. What well, was hilarious. There's so many things happening in Pittsburgh because Las Vegas is still in it and everyone wants Flurry to win now. <laughs> so everybody oh, really? like, jumped on the, I saw two tweets today. One was a guy watching game six wearing a Sidney Crosby Jersey. As soon as it was over, he ripped it off, and underneath was a Vegas Golden Knights flurry jersey. <laughs> and then I saw the Penguins still have three chances to three-peat. <laughs> flurry, Kunitz, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Nick Bonino, who plays for Nashville. It looks like he's going to get knocked out. Nice. Um, so it look, it could you could have um, – it looks like it's going to be Nashville against Winnipeg. Um <laughs> Las Vegas just is dominating teams. It's pretty unusual. They beat San Jose in five games. Fury wow. now has four shutouts in the playoffs. That's Dang. insane. And I think his goals against is still, like, minuscule. Um, if he can get them to the finals and keep this, this up, I, I mean, I think it's going to be difficult to beat Washington or... Tampa in the final. It's going to be difficult to beat Winnipeg because those are all teams that can right. score goals. Right. Um, but if he can, if he can get them to the finals and somehow pull out, 
I, I would have to think that like Las Vegas first year in the league expansion team going to the Stanley Cup finals or winning the Stanley Cup finals right. is great for that sport. Uh, I don't think the other owners feel that way, but that's cool. Well, if you're the, the Capitals, you got to feel terrible because George McPhee was their GM four years ago, and now he's the GM of the Golden Knights. It looks I think the Washington-Tampa series starts tomorrow, and the other one would start Saturday. Yes, Friday night is uh, Lightning and Capitals. Uh, Kentucky Derby, justify the favorite wins handily. Um, he'll go on to the Preakness. I don't know who else is going to be in the Preakness. I don't know that field's been announced yet, but that's a week and a half away. Does this horse look dominant enough to be a triple crown winner? No. I agree. No I, don't think, I don't think we're going to see another triple crown winner for close to 10 years. Uh, I agree. You can, you can usually tell when they start coming. Yeah. Because they get, they get stronger and stronger for a couple of years, and then someone breaks through, and then it stops again. Um, the players at TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, I saw Tiger was uh, even through 15. Where'd he end up? He's even. Tied for 69th. Wow. Right where he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to make the cut? I think it even. He's got to make the cut, right? Well, I, uh, the players the, is probably the, one of the 10 strokes. If you're anyone within 10 strokes of the lead. The leaders are at minus six. <clears throat> minus six? Yeah. Yeah, I saw Cooch, Cooch was at minus seven, and then with a couple holes to play. The, the, the main name I saw in the leaders was Dustin Johnson at minus six. Um, oh, he didn't have a he didn't have a scare incident. No, I didn't. I don't know. I, I mean, didn't, Phil, didn't. Phil was up there too, wasn't he? Um, hold on, I've got it pulled up here. Uh, Google. MLS. Well, I guess since we stopped talking about hockey, a news the audible going back into the podcast. <laughs> All right, tied for one thirty ninth. Phil Mickelson plus seven. What? Tied for a one eleventh, Jordan Spieth plus three. Oh Jesus! Ricky Fowler plus two. Ouch! McElroy, man, Tiger my... outplayed his group. McElroy minus one. Um, looking at Dustin Johnson, Webb Simpson, Alex Norin, Chesson Hadley, Matt Kuchar, Patrick Cantley, Cantley, all minus six. Wow. Minus five, Rory Sabatini, Steve Stricker. It's a guy named Jonathan Vegas. (laughs) Is he allowed to bet on himself? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tied for 13th at minus four, Charles Howell III, Justin Rose, Bubba Watson, Billy Horschel, Carl Carl Swartzel, John Rahm, Henrik Stenson, Sergio Garcia. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I I saw that Tiger and Phil were like jabbing at each other in the press conference this week. Well, he, well, yeah, I think I think Phil said something about he's won a couple of tournaments so far this year and a lot of a lot of that. So, uh I I it looks like he didn't he didn't uh back that up today. Nope. 
plus seven? <laughs> the lefty shot a really? seven over 79 and looked as if he was headed to an audition for a bonus season of The Office following his first round. <laughs> he was wearing a button-down shirt. Yeah, he had like a long sleeve shirt on or something. He's just such a dick. Him and Brad Guzan put him on an island together. Wow. What are they going to talk about? Barman and Bevo's podcast. Hell yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone should have it. Even if you only, get, only if you get one year's worth of downloads. A <laughs> uh, couple other things I've got. Um, MLB. It looks like the Yankees and Red Sox are running away with the whole league. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they play each other like 14 times a season. I know. They just played each other three times this week. (laughs) (laughs) But they're still like 26 and 12, 25 and 13 between the two of them. And nobody else is even close. Um, I'll talk about the fantasy cycling. Jebediah Whitmer. Who's that? You there? Barman? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> you want to talk about the fantasy cycling? Yeah. We Ooh. probably should have covered that after the Giro. That's nah, fine. Uh, so we've got me, you, Ryan Crab. Yep. Chris Anunziata. Yep. Who's Jebediah Whitmer? Is that Kevin? I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to assume that's, <laughs> that's Kevin. Kevin's in first. I, he, I mean, he, he moved up a bunch. He moved up a bunch. I think I was at 600 this morning. Wow. <laughs> Who do you have that moved you up? Yates. Do you? Hell yeah. Wow, good for you. Good pick. That's awesome. Um, in second place, your favorite Jeopardy contestant, Chris Anunziata. He had a lot to say on. He had a lot to say on the last podcast. <laughs> you were egging him on. Well, I like how Scott Patton. Scott Patton doesn't think that we can beat him just because we're going to argue with each other about. Him. <laughs> uh, Team Bevo slides up from fifth to third. Big jump wow. today. Uh, Ryan Crab in fourth, and yep. poor old lonely Barman down at fifth. Two points down on Ryan. Um, is all these notes down here? These are old notes, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why I kind of started doing it this format. Yeah. No, I like this. Um, Then we can keep adding and we can kind of go back to see if we uh, repeat ourselves. All right. We do more often than we imagine. We got like two or three more things and then that's it. Um, I've got more Star Wars news for you. Solo? No. Obi-Wan. He's back? It's gone into pre-production. What's he doing? It's going to be a pre-episode four Obi-Wan solo film. I thought originally that the sixth Star Wars film was going to be Boba Fett, but it looks like they've changed their plans and now they're doing an Obi-Wan film. Yeah, but Obi-Wan had never met Solo before. No, no, no. It's an Obi-Wan alone film. Oh, alone. Solo is an alone, not on on Solo. Sorry. (laughs) Um, it's I'm like, no, they met. They met at uh, <laughs> at the cantina. It's slated to start, lo- start shooting in 2019. 
Did you catch that? No. It's slated to start shooting in 2019. They already have a preview. No, it's not. That's not real. Well, it says Kenobi, a Star Wars story. First what? look trailer. Two, <coughs> 2019. Somebody. Somebody had to have made that up. Here, I'm watching it now. You keep <laughs> I'll watch it after we're done. Um, two, two minutes right. and 51 seconds. It's how long? 31 seconds? Two two minutes and 51 seconds. These are... I've seen this. It's all cut from... <coughs> from, uh, from the Star Wars prequels. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Well, I like how Newsy Out is worried that Solo is going to suck. I was worried about that for a while, but now it's... I just read a story that 70% of what Ron Howard shoot shot... Is the is in the movie, <laughs> <laughs> or seventy percent of the movie is all stuff that Ron Howard shot. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm not worried anymore. And the other thing I saw was they lifted the boycott of the reviews early, so we'll oh. have reviews as early as next week. And that's For the typically, people that see a pre. Yeah, that's typically a good sign because the scores are going to be really high. Oh, and the more and more I see the. The more and more I see the trailers for it, it looks phenomenal. It looks yeah, just phenomenal. Yeah, but Enusiata said if they show too many trailers, that means the movie, you've seen the movie by the time you by the time you get there. Star Wars is notorious for showing you footage that isn't in the movie. Are you are you are you are you saying that Chris Enusiata is wrong about whether All I'm Solo's going to suck? All that you and I can beat him in Jeopardy. That's what I'm saying. Well, I watched sounds, Jeopardy tonight. It sounds like it's the three of us individually against him. And but then when you combine our two scores at the end, <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as Barman and Bebo didn't didn't bet more than seventy one hundred dollars, they'll be just they'll be the winner. <laughs> um. All right, it's time for Ask Barman and Bebo Anything. Our first shot at this segment. What do you got? I just got a text from my boss. <laughs> at ten forty one, what's he in South Africa? No, he's here. He was texting me about something, something golf-related. Cayman Darty, is it ever appropriate to like your own Facebook status? <laughs> Never. <laughs> well, it happened today, and that's why we got the Ask Barman Anything question. <laughs> uh, so he wrote that on a, a post that I liked from my Twitter feed that hit my Facebook page. Did it? Yeah, so when I... I don't know. This Kenobi thing looks legit, dude. All right, I'll watch it after we're done recording. The um, okay. So whenever I post something I, under me on Twitter, it hits my Facebook page, and I just liked it because it was a retweet of our oh. Armin and Bevo podcast post. Well, I don't, think that's, I don't think that's liking your own post. Yeah, that's, it's weird. It's weird. But I immediately, after I got that, I unliked it. <laughs> nice. Um... We got another one. Two questions. Yeah. That's pretty good for just a couple of days. Asks, when is it the right time to replace your rear rim on your bicycle? Is that you? (laughs) No, my (laughs) Twitter handle is at Bevo8771. This is at underscore Bevo8771. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you... If you break one spoke because you hit something or um, something, if, if something mechanically, if something physically went into the wheel, um, 
it's time to change your wheel if you mysteriously start breaking spokes. That means you're you gotten to the end of the life cycle of that wheel. And that's true that's true with about anything mechanical, not just not just bike bicycle wheels. If you so, start having multiple issues without having physical So let's let's talk briefly about about my bike. Because you looked at it today. Yes. Because I had obviously I had a rear wheel, wheel issue that was resolved pretty quickly at Reality Bikes, which I appreciate. You said there's some rust on some of the weird st- places, like your skewers are rusted. Where? What are those? The quick release skewers that hold your wheels into your frame. Okay. So do I need a new one? Well, no. They need to not be rusty. Well, if they're I rusty, should I just replace them? Years old that aren't as rusty. I sweat a lot. I'm a big man. But but you made it. You 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 explain why why because there's one section of where you ride that's always wet, and that makes sense. Yeah, but it's like maybe a foot a foot, and it's just like the ground is damp. Oh, it's not like it's a, a like a one inch puddle. It's just there's water running across it. Yeah, I also wash that bike like every two or three weeks during the season. Well, why don't you ever wash it before you bring it to me? Because I have a child now and I don't have enough time to do that. <laughs> I got a little violet time. You did. Okay. Great great head of hair. Great head of hair. Yeah. Just like her grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, we didn't talk about this these <laughs> these two ESPN stories you sent me. College basketball sketcher Sus Adidas. I love it. I, I I thought someone would do this. Uh, false advertising, unfair competition, alleged payments, high school college players. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, when you think about it, absolutely. I, I mean, they if they're paying college coaches to use Adidas stuff, that's unfair. That's unfair business practices. Is it illegal? I think it is. It's kind of like a campaign contribution. With, with here's, the, here's my <laughs> thing: Are basketball players really going to wear Skechers? Do they make they, a basketball shoe? I assume they do. I know they make a golf shoe, and but I know they, they make restaurant shoes, non-slip shoes. Yeah, but you'd have to imagine if if they felt that it was more a fair practice, that they probably would do basketball shoes if they felt that they had an opportunity to compete on a. Not a level playing field. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, but knowing knowing about all the AAU stuff that goes on between Adidas and Nike and all that, all that kind of junk, you know, you'd as a CEO, you'd have to be like, you know, do I really want to put resources towards the the Ball family? Right. <laughs> do, do I really want to? You know, is that people I want to associate with? Um. I think like basketball is just so shady as it is. Yes, I agree. Like those the ball the ball kids are that he already pulled them out of Lithuania. Well, he pulled them one out. game early because they're the the team's getting relegated soccer style for being in the bottom of its league. So, but are they are they both eligible for the N- NBA draft now too? They they're both yes they could they can the, I think. One of them, I'm not sure exactly how it works, where you have to be kind of invited to the draft, like have some sort of ability so that they know they know who could draft. Right. 
Because otherwise, Mike Ventura could be drafted in the second round. And it doesn't work that way. There's a pool, just like the NFL, there's a pool of people you can draft from. And you have to kind of apply to be in that pool. Do you think teams stay away from them because of... um, Absolutely. Because of the father? Well, I, I think of it more like, you know, when Tony Dungy does his draft board... There's a lot of players that are high up on other people's draft board that Tony Dungy just wouldn't take. Right. Because he just feels like, I don't have time. You know, it's hard enough to teach someone football skills. It's it's another thing to teach someone life skills and football skills and be a new and be a new player. And so it's not worth those resources a lot of times for for where you're drafting people. And so that's how I would it would it, it just then it, it honestly, it's very similar to the Colin Kaepernick deal right now where it's just like I don't have time to deal with this yes I'd like to have you as a backup for your physical abilities but I can't watch I can't I I, I, I can't afford to take a chance pre-game as the backup quarterback taking a knee and next thing you know I've got eight hours of TV requests for for my backup quarterback yeah I mean Peyton Manning says we're talking about our kicker yeah I mean the 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 stories that were coming out of LA with him like having to deal with with whatever his son's name is, having to deal with the father, it was just yes. like they they're like, listen, you can't come to the stadium anymore. You can't be out I, at the court during the games, right? You know, and then hopefully, I don't. I mean, I don't know the whole story. I try to avoid all anything. I'm just glad it's not the news much, very 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 much because it, at that point the Lakers were terrible. Well, they're not good. Yeah, they're not good. Uh, the other story you sent me was Cleveland Browns NFL playoff wild card sleeper. <laughs> I saw the I saw that story and I just started. I mean, I'm completely on board with this. All right. Well, you. Yeah, I think we need to uh, El Presidente underscore President uh, Barman and Bebo podcast needs to read this article so so he can eat his crow next year. You know what? I'll copy it right now. And I will send it to Scott Patton. At underscore president. Oh, you want me to send it to him on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I just, no, I'll just copy it. I'll get I him on Facebook. It it's easier. I thought it was funny that it popped up. Uh, that's, that's really funny. ESPN's on board, too. But they do have the NFC South, which is... The AFC North has the NFC South this year, so that's hard for them. And so it looks like Witten did take the Monday Night Football job. I did see that. And everybody's questioning whether ESPN's nuts for doing that. Uh, is he any good? Who knows? I don't think he's, I don't think he's a, a, as universally liked player as, as ESPN thinks he is. Right. I don't care for the guy. I mean, I, I don't. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think he's anything. I can't imagine being a fantastic broadcaster right out of playing football for this long. And I can't imagine, and I didn't think he was that great of a tight end to begin with. Right. So. I'm sure number one Dallas, Dallas Cowboys football fan that's probably never been to Dallas before will disagree with me, but. Is he a Cowboys fan? I think so. Scott Patton. Shame <laughs> on you. Him and Jerry Jones like to 
hang out together and tweet. I'll post this and hopefully he sees it tomorrow. What do you see? What do you think? Um, what do you think Jerry Jones's like avatar looks like when he sends when he sends stuff out? Like him, like at fifty years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Jack Nicholas when he was twenty. Uh, all right, so that does it for episode forty of the Barman and Bebo podcast. Uh, do you know when we're going to record again? Uh, I was going to shoot for a Monday, probably. Okay, so Monday we'll be able to recap stages seven, eight, nine. Ten is on Tuesday. Uh, we can preview the week for the Giro. Yeah, we we'll cover can. the Atlanta United game from Sunday night. From Mother's Day. From Mother's Day. Um, we'll probably have a couple NHL um, game ones done. Um, we might know more about the Preakness in the field for the Preakness. I believe that's the weekend after. Um, we'll hopefully have some more Ask Barman and Bevo questions. I don't know what else we'll talk about, but we'll see what comes up over the weekend. Okay, so if you want to follow us, rate us, uh, you can download. tell your friends about the podcast, download us on um, Podbean iTunes, Google Play. Um, somebody asked me if we were on Stitcher, which I think is a... Oh, Jesus. Another format? Yeah, I think that's another Android place to get it, so I might oh. have to look into that. Um, Cayman actually asked me that, the guy the guy from the question. Um, Are you allowed to like your own post? <laughs> I say yes. <laughs> If uh, if you want to follow us on social media, Barman and Bebo Podcast on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, Mike Mike is on uh, Facebook at Michael Barman. Uh, he's on Twitter at underscore Coach Barman. He's on LinkedIn if you need a happy birthday uh, wish. <laughs> um, I'm on on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Michael Vander on Twitter. I'm uh, at Bebo eight seven seven one, and our Twitter handle on on for the podcast is Barman at Barman the letter N Bevo Pod. Um, I try and update social media weekly uh, with different stuff that's going on for uh, the podcast. Mike, you got anything to add? No, I think we're uh, I think we're good. Hopefully, okay. the audio on this uh, worked out. I figured out what the issue was on GarageBand, and I think I fixed it. Okay, so. Um, it was just playing around with some stuff that I hadn't played around with before, before we recorded tonight. So that does it for episode 40. Thank you for listening. And we will uh, be back Monday with uh, a new episode for everybody. Thanks a lot. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Yeah Flattening the hills Someday the mountain Might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a little bit more 
that's just a little bit more than the law will allow. I'm a good old boy, you know my mama loved me, but she don't understand, they keep her showing my hands and not my face on the 